What's good, Commanders family? Brian Cole with Junior here, and this is the Next Man Up podcast, where we sit with your favorite Commanders players and don't talk so much X's and O's. We talk about the man behind the helmet, and our Next Man Up is no other than our running back, our rookie, Chris Rodriguez. Chris talks about having Peach State pride, how rare it is to make it from where he's from, looking up to now teammate Antonio Gibson as a kid, and how losing his mother impacted his life. Very, very great, thoughtful conversation with this young man, and it all starts right now. What's good, Commanders family? I am Brian Cooper Jr., and this is the Next Man Up podcast, where we sit with your favorite Commanders players, and don't talk so much X's and O's. We talk about the player behind the mask, and this Next Man Up is no other than our sixth-round pick, Chris Rodriguez, all running back out of Kentucky, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, man, I'm blessed, man. I appreciate yeah. you. Like, I always tell the rookies, man, I know, like, these first seasons are crazy for you guys. Very regimented, so I appreciate you taking the time to kick it with us. Yes, sir, no doubt. Yes, sir, man. So, you know, we're going to talk a little more about football later, uh-huh. but we like to start at the beginning. Uh-huh. Talk about a little bit where you're from, man, out, out in Georgia. Yeah, so I was originally born in uh, Clayton County. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when I was in fifth grade, I think I moved, or I did move to uh, McDonough, Georgia, where I went to Ola High School. Uh, when I got to seventh grade, that's when you could start playing, like, you know, real organized, like, yeah. school sports. Uh, that's when I started playing. And uh, at first, I grew up playing uh, center. So wow. I, wasn't, I wasn't really, you know, running back or whatever. But my godfather, you know, I still, I was younger, so I could still play, like, rec league football. So my godfather put me at fullback because he was like, you know how to block. You know, we're just going to put you at fullback. Yeah. And then my my older brother, he played center. So and then when I got to seventh grade, when I started playing, uh, they were like, you know, we're going to put you at fullback too. Uh, so then I started playing fullback a little bit. Um, pretty much did that throughout middle school. Got to high school. Uh, I didn't take – I didn't know – the ins and out of footballs. Like, I didn't know you had to go to summer workouts to make varsity. Right, right. So, um, I didn't go to summer workouts my freshman <laughs> year. And then uh, I ended up qualifying for varsity, but they didn't put me on varsity. My head coach was like, nah, we're not doing that. So, and then uh, I was on JV pretty much that whole year. And then one game, they bumped me up because one of the running backs got hurt. And the first play... I got in. I took it like 70 yards to the crib. <laughs> Dang. Coach took me out. I was like, you're not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play the rest of the season on varsity, played JV. And then, uh, and then yeah, that's pretty much, you know, McDonough for me. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, it was me, mom, sister, grandma, grandparents. It was a lot yeah. of us in the house. You know, we kind of grew up as a tight family. And then uh, when we got older, like some people moved out, but pretty much it was it was all of us in the house. Did the coach explain why he took you out like that? He didn't want you to take anybody else's job? So, <laughs> so he told me after uh, after the season, he was just pretty much like, yo, like, you didn't come to summer workouts. You know, you're, wow. you're in the doghouse. So that next year, um, you know, he, he sat down, he had a talk with me. He was like, you know, you can, you can do big things, but yeah. I'm not going to take it easy on you just because you're a good player. Yeah. So since the, ever, ever since that conversation, like, I was showing up to summer workouts. We had, like, early morning workouts, uh, spring workouts. It yeah. Was, it was a lot. But, I mean, you know, it got me to where I am now, and uh, I'm grateful for him. When you're that age, those kind of moments, especially with, like, figures like a coach, right, mm-hmm. it was very impactful. Oh, now yeah. that you look back on that moment right there, you missed workouts. Yeah. How happy are you that he did that and taught you that lesson so early? I mean, I'm extremely happy. Yeah. I'm extremely blessed for not only him, but uh, – 
my running backs coach, um, Coach McCreary. He's one of the coaches that I keep, you know, real dear to me. Uh, because when I was, uh, you know, you, when you get to high school, you know, some people just, they don't take school as serious as they need to. Uh, and I was one of those people who was like, man, I got, I'm good at football. Like, I'm going to make it. I don't need school. And he took me. He was like, yo, nah, it ain't going to work like that. Mm. And um, his wife worked at the school. She was a cheerleading coach, actually. And, uh, you know, when I needed help with something, he was like, you know, I got to, she can tutor you. She can help you. And uh, she pretty much helped me throughout high school. You know, if there was something that I, you know, didn't understand, she would, you know, sit me down. Yeah. And they would explain it to me. And, I like, it was just, it wasn't, like, really, I would say, school stuff. Uh, even if it was, like, outside stuff, you know, about about family, about home. You know, they would they would bring me in. Like, I would go over there sometimes. We would, we would have dinner or whatever. But, um, yeah, that, I'm extremely blessed for both of them. And uh, grateful that they helped me get to where I am today, too. That's so cool to hear because it clearly sounds like you had people that really believed in you. Oh, yeah, for sure. When did you believe, like, oh, man. I'm going to I'm going to make it to the next level. I'm at least going to go play college football. When did you like realize that? Um I would say my sophomore year, uh actually after my sophomore year, uh going into my junior year of high school, um I was actually on the way to New York uh and I got a coach, I got a call from my head coach and he was like, "Yo, Georgia State's going to offer you." Wow. And I was like, ain't no way. You know, it's <laughs> Georgia State? Like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I just, I was extremely grateful for that opportunity that they would even, you know, consider yeah. consider me. Uh, but, you know, when I kept working and, you know, um, it was, I'll never forget the running back that we had when I was a freshman. Uh, he told me, he was like, you'll never break my records. And I was like, dang. Wow. So I took that to heart. He was hating. You know yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so uh, that my sophomore year, I ended up breaking his record. The year he left, I ended up breaking it. And then the year after that, I ended up breaking my own record again. Wow. So after that, I, I was, you know, just you just think to yourself, like, I really can do this if I apply myself to not only on the field but off the field in the classroom. Yeah. So i say that was a moment probably, like, after my sophomore year. I was, like, thinking I can do this. Did you get to see that running back again after you broke his record and let him know, like, hey, bro, I got you. <laughs> got so, you twice. <laughs> so I did. I did see him. Uh, pretty cool dude um, talking. You know, he was just, I guess he was in a bad mood that day. Uh, <laughs> I got mad respect for him. Uh, he did show me the ropes yeah. when I was a freshman. Um, but, yeah, I seen him. It was no hard feelings, but, you know, I did do it. Three times. Hey, so. let them know. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so. <laughs> and it's funny, every time I talk to y'all Georgia boys, man, I hear this Peach State Pride phrase, right? Y'all yeah. got this Peach State Pride. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Yeah, so when I got to Kentucky, um, I felt like, well, even when I was on my official visit to Kentucky, it was me and a bunch of Florida boys or me and a bunch of Ohio boys. You know, I re didn't really know any, any Georgia boys that was on the team. Yeah. Uh, and when I got there, I met Jamin and Yusuf, and they're both. Yusuf was from around my area. I knew him growing up, um, just like I knew Antonio. And uh, they had this saying, "Was like Peach State Pride." I was like, "What y'all talking about?" Yeah, like Peach State Pride. You know, it's not a lot of Georgia boys that's here, and you know, we we got to keep the brotherhood together. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. So, PSA Prize, what I guess Jamin uh, and Yusuf came up with. And uh, every time I see Jamin, I always tell him, you know, P State Pride, baby. 
<laughs> and you mentioned AG. Let's go back to that real mm-hmm. quick. He's from your area. Yes. He's a guy that played in high school not too far from your high yeah. school. And we talked about, talked about a little early before the show started mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you really he was it to you. When you yeah. watched him play, you were like, yo, he's that guy. Talk about AG and how you viewed him before even becoming his teammate. Yep. So I believe I was in middle school still. Yeah. And it was a home game at our high school. And it was, it was like two people on Eagles Landing, which is where AG went. Um, it was Antonio, and then another cold running back receiver, something I don't even, I, I can't remember what he was. Yeah, yeah. But when I was at the game, like you know, usually when when the kids go to high school games, they usually play football like by the bleachers or something. But for some reason, I was really locked into that game, and I saw AG playing. I was like, man, he's cold. You know, just before he was a running back. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he was a receiver. receiver. So I'm like, this dude is cold. And, uh, you know, when he did end up going, I think he went to a JUCO first. I kind of kept in contact. I looked him up on Twitter. Wow. Uh, kept in contact with him. I don't think he knew of me. But uh, watching him play, I'm like, man, I just I want to be like that because I was more of the, the bruiser. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But AG, he had a little finesse to him. So when I was watching him, I was like, I want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. He's from the, from the same area. So – Kind of kept up with him, um, and ironically enough, my marketing guy is the same marketing guy he had. So when I did get drafted, we got to the same team. Antonio, he, I can't remember if he texted or called me, but at that moment, I was like, man, like I finally met Antonio. Wow, you know full circle. Yeah, full circle. Damn, and, uh, it was a, it was a pretty cool moment, honestly. You know, from watching him on TV and. uh Honestly, being around him is still, you know, it's like I wouldn't say starstruck because you know I seen it when he was when he was young. Yeah, so, yeah. But it was a really cool moment. Have you guys had that conversation where you told him all these things? Like, yo, man, I watched you at middle school. Like, yeah. I does he remember you hitting him up and DMing him and all these things? Like, do y'all have those conversations now? Uh, we've had them. Yeah. But um, you know, at the same time, it's like we we what can I say? Um, like we had those conversations, but. You know, I don't think he knows how much it meant to me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he takes it as, man, like, that's cool and stuff. I'm like, dog, like, I wanted to be like you at one point. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And that's he, crazy. And he wore number 24, which was what I used to rock. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, this is this, this is cool. It's a pretty cool moment. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he understands how cool it was for me to actually get to meet him. How cool was it? For you to have somebody like that when you're that age, when you're still trying to figure things out, trying to figure out your own path, mm-hmm. see somebody kind of almost lay the pathway for yep. you and say, yo, this is what you can do when you're from here, when you work mm-hmm. hard. How important was that for you? Man, extremely important because from our area, like there's some kids that like, you know, they like make it out. But from my school, it's very, very few. Like I think we had one person, that, uh, one player that went undrafted like a long time ago. But other than that, it was, like, pretty much nobody. Wow. So when I seen AG, you know, he made it out. And, you know, a couple other people uh, from our from our city, I was just like, you know, I can I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, they give you that little boost that you need to make it to the next level. And, uh, again, I'm extremely grateful for that. And, Chris, I'm sure you're doing the same thing for a lot of the youth from where you're from, man. So mm-hmm. shout out to you. And then you go on and you decide to go to Kentucky. Sounds like you really love where you're from, man. Sounds like you really love home. You had a strong support system. Yes, sir. How hard was it making that decision to go all the way up to Kentucky? Man. So, 
So Kentucky wasn't my first choice. Really? Yeah. So I really, really, really wanted to go to Ole Miss. Wow. Like that was the school I wanted to be at. And it was only because of Eli Manning. Yeah. Like right. I, I grew up a New York Giants fan, which I hate it now. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I grew up a New York fan. Uh, my dad's from there. So that was, you know, when I watched sports, I was watching it with him. Yeah. So when I seen Eli, I'm like, all right, Eli was at Ole Miss. That's where I want to go. So I went up to Ole Miss. I, it was an unofficial visit. And, um, you know, I fell in love with it. I was like, man, I want to come here. But at the time, Ole Miss had was going through some, I guess, some violations or whatever okay. where they couldn't go to a bowl game. And when I was talking to my head coach at the time for uh, my high school, he was like, you know, you don't want to miss out on those bowl games. Like, those are, like, fun times that you wish you can you know, get back. And, uh, you know, listening to him, he did take me up to Kentucky. Uh, well, before I even left Ole Miss, I told him, I was like, yeah, like I got one more school that we're going to go to, uh, take an unofficial. And uh, it was Kentucky. And they were like, don't go to Kentucky and fall in love. And I was like, nah, man, it ain't never like I want to come to Ole Miss. <laughs> right, right, right. Sure enough, man, got to Kentucky, <laughs> fell in love. Never man. left. <laughs> never left. So, you know, I got home. Uh, I was in room with my brother I think we had just woke up that morning and I was like yo I think I'm about to commit to Kentucky he was like for real was like, yeah. so called up coach house and I was like yo like I think I'm gonna commit to you he's like you good are you sure yeah like, yeah he was even surprised yeah I was like <laughs> I was like yeah I think I'm gonna do it so I wouldn't say it was a hard choice you know it was one of those things that kind of felt right at the time. It's like a gut feeling you had, yeah. like this is where I need to be at. Yeah, it was just it was just like, you know, you need to be here. Yeah. You know, so I I end up going and, you know, I'm I'm extremely grateful for what they what they've uh helped me accomplish. You know what I'm saying? I'm here now. So And and clearly like you said you're here now, so clearly you made the right decision, man. Yeah, sure. Went to Kentucky. Now I want I want to fast forward a little bit mm -hmm. to the senior bowl, right? Mm -hmm. You go on Kentucky, you ball out, you the man and you playing against some really high level Talent, senior bowl comes, and this is your chance, right? This is your mm -hmm. chance. Not, not a lot of running backs coming out of Kentucky, right? Let's be honest, right? So I'm sure you know that pressure you have that mm -hmm. on you. You come out a day that everybody's watching you, right? You can you can make or break yourself right here, and you decide to wear a purple face mask. Yes. Can you talk to us about why you decided to do that and use that moment to wear a purple face mask and stand out in that way? Yeah, so for people that don't know – yeah. Um, my mom passed away January 11th, and, uh, you know, it was really hard on me. Yeah. Um, I didn't even want to play in the senior bowl game. Wow. Like, it was it was just one of those things where I was like, you know, like, I'm kind of hurting. I didn't want to say hurting, but, like, I was just, you know, like I had did something to my knee that week at practice. Um, I just was feeling out of it. Wow. I all the goals that I've had were for my mom, like, to do with her. Like, my goal to make it to the NFL was what we sat down and we talked about, you know what I'm saying? Like, she yeah. helped me create these goals. And, uh, like, for people to ask, like, my why is her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, even even though she's not with me, it's like, she's still my why. Um, you know, and that day at the Senior Bowl, that the night before, and I was like, you know, I don't want to play or whatever. I talked to my agent. He was like, you know, if it's, it's up to you. Uh, I don't think you – if you don't want to, then I don't think you should. And um, 
like it was just an, another feeling that I had like when I laid my head down it was like my mom would not want me to sit out of this game wow you know so when I woke up that next morning I told uh Jim Nagy I was like you know this is I'm gonna play uh I got the purple face mask like my family I got family coming and I don't think my mom would want me to sit out so I ended up playing and uh had a pretty decent game you know yeah. so but yeah that's it's pretty much the, the purple face mask for me. Yeah, and you talk about you know going through what you went through, losing a mother, yeah, very quickly, very fast. And this is during a time where, man, you're about to accomplish maybe every dream you've ever had, right? Yep. Talk about how sad you were, how you were having a hard time, how you didn't even want to play. How did you power through that? How do you get through something so traumatic and so tragic in your life? I mean, family for me, family and friends. Uh, you know, when I did get that call, I was at Exos in Dallas. And a huge shout out to them. Um, you know, they had everybody there was showing me love when I was on that sidewalk crying. Yeah. And I never forget that moment, you know. Um, and then when I did get home, um, I had, you know, my family who was there for me and my my friends that I don't even call friends, you know what I'm saying? They were all there for me. Uh they made it easy, you know what I'm saying? And uh that's why I'm extremely blessed for football. Football brings you around so many people that that love you and care about you. And uh, playing football at a young age, uh, as I say, my godfather, my mom, uh, she, my my foot, my head coach when I was in rec football, uh, you know, my mom was getting sick at some point. I didn't even notice, but she told my coach was like, "Hey, can Chris come live with you?" And uh, you know, just can you take care of him? Like. I'm getting sick or whatever and um I didn't know that till I think my second year of college and uh she told me she was like I, I asked him to you know take care of you and uh I call him my godfather but man it's, it's it runs deep you know what I'm saying like I've been to uh, family reunions with the family every time I go back home I stay with them yeah. like it's family you know what I'm saying and they they introduced me to a lot of people that I don't even call friends anymore. It's, it's family. Like I said, it runs deep. Blood couldn't make us closer. Wow. Man, that's so cool. And your mom's clearly was a very smart woman, man. And clearly yeah. you loved her a lot. What are some of the things that she taught you that you carry every single day? Like, I know me, the older I get, the mm -hmm. more I think about my parents and things. And I'm just like, dang, they were right about this. Or, man, I remember they used to always say this and do this. And I never understood. But mm -hmm. now that I'm older, I get it. What are some of those things you carry with you that you got from your mom? Man. My mom, my mom, she was one of those people who I always say was like, she was like one of my best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could tell her anything, anything that I ever did, anything. When I got in trouble, I would tell her, and she wouldn't be mad. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But she, she always told me like, you know, being, how can I say it? Like. Outside of football, being in the in the streets and like partying and having fun, it ain't it ain't for everybody. Yeah. And uh, you know, I thought you know going to the club, you know, when I was in college, going to the club with friends and having fun, partying. I thought it was you know what I'm saying a part of the lifestyle. But you know, sure enough, I did I did end up getting in trouble. And she came up to me and she she helped me. And she was like, I told you. She was like, I'm I'm glad you found out now rather than later. She was like, I still love you. I'm not mad at you, but you had to learn, and uh, for that, extremely grateful for 
for that for that for that moment. Like that's one of those moments that I wish I could, you know, saying get back. You know, I was crying in my mom's hands and right. she's holding me, kissing me on my forehead and stuff. But extreme, extremely sad moment. But again, blessed that I even had the, the opportunity to go through that with her. Yeah, and that, and that's really interesting to hear. You know, you like. We have a lot of people on. I mean, they're all you guys are all men that come on this show, mm-hmm. right? Next man up. And a lot of them are black men. Mm-hmm. And talk about how hard it is to have these moments of vulnerability. Yep. Have these moments where you feel, have these moments where you can cry and things like that. What you're going through is pretty fresh. Yep. It hasn't been a long time at all. We're going through the holidays and all that. Are you finding time to have your moments where you grieve and feel and, and let these things out? while you're in the midst of a rookie season and trying to do all of these things and you have those moments. Oh yeah. So yeah. for me, like I've been living with my fiance for like four years now. So whenever I do feel like I need those moments, you know, it's just me and her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We sit down and we might not talk about it long, but we talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And I got a picture in a a picture from my mom's funeral and I keep it, you know, what I'm saying in my living room. And whenever I feel like I just need to talk to her, I just go up to her and I just I just talk to her. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just one of those things where it makes me it makes me feel better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh makes it feel like she's listening. And uh before every game, you know, I, I sit down and I, I talk to her. I don't know if anybody's ever realized, but before the game I always at the end of the bench on a knee and uh I'm praying and, and talking to her. Just asking her to just keep Keep her eyes out for me. Like keep her arms on me. No injuries and stuff like that. And just asking her how she's doing. And sometimes, you know, I feel like she actually is talking back. But, wow. you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. Well, Chris, she definitely has her arms wrapped around you, man. You know, you get through all of that. Mm-hmm. You go through the Pro Bowl. Go through the Combine. I believe you even did, like, a thing where you raised money for lupus people with, mm-hmm. like, your reps on the bench press. Yep. So still very much locked into what you're going on with her. But you're also getting the job done. Now draft night comes, mm-hmm. get drafted in the sixth round, you get that call. Now I believe you were at home in Georgia with family, right? Were you in Georgia? Yeah, I was in Georgia. Bring us back there, man. Take, take us back to that moment when you got that call, where you was at, who you was around you, yeah. who embraced you. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so at the draft party, it was basically a bunch of people that helped me get to where I was and a bunch of my family. Um, some of my friends stopped stopped by, um, really most of them. Uh yeah, so I remember there were some coaches. I won't name who the coach was. Some coaches were calling me and telling me, like, yeah, man, we're going to get you free agent. And I'm like, coach, like, the draft is still going on. Right like, now. I ain't trying to hear none of that. <laughs> well, you call me after. <laughs> and then I remember getting a call from Coach Rivera. And at the time, I was just, I was so, so struck, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was just like, this is really happening. And uh, for people that see the video, like, I'm sitting on the couch. It was my fiancé on my right and my little sister on my left. And I felt like it was one of those moments where it's like, man, I'm supposed to be sharing this moment with my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I hate to go, you know, backtrack or whatever. But it was oh, no. Just, no it's, it's just okay. one of those moments where I'm like, dang, we talked about this moment for a long time. Yeah. You know, and – uh. People were like, man, you don't look. He don't look excited to be drafted. And I'm like, man, it's a lot of emotion. Carrying a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's like a lot of emotions going through me right now. Like, one, my, my dream 
I just accomplished it. You know what I'm saying? It was one of my dreams, one of my goals. But it was one of me and my mom's goals at the same time. Yeah. So going through that, like, it was just like, man, I cannot believe this is happening. And then after that, like, you know, that moment where I hung up the phone and hear my name on the TV, it was like, man, this is, this is, this is real life. Yeah. And, uh. Also mad that day, like my hats were late coming in. <laughs> oh, so Washington hat was the only one that I didn't have. Oh man. So I was mad at that. But I'm like, I can't even put the hat on. But, you know, that's a got, big moment to put the yeah, hat on, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to put the hat on. Like that's the that's the big that's the big moment. Right. But um I'm extremely grateful that, that Washington was able to, you know, draft me and you know what I'm saying, here we are. Uh, Hopefully creating some memories here. Well, I, I know I am. Yes, sir. So yeah. hopefully there's many more to come. And like you said, here we are. Week 13, five weeks left. I mean, five games left yeah. in your rookie season. What do you think your mom would say to you today? You say you talk to her. You say you feel like you mm -hmm. can hear from her. What do you think she'd say to Chris Rodriguez today to see where you, her little boy's at after, you know, the tears, the hard times, mm -hmm. the practices? What do you think she'd say to you today? You know, I think for her it would be like, it'd be like I'm so proud of you. You know, I won't expose my nick my nickname. Oh, what? What was the nickname? Come on. <laughs> nah. My mom used to call me uh, Stinker Pot. You know, Stinker Pot. Yeah. Nah. She said I used to, you know, I used to be bad when I used to go number two when I was a baby. So <laughs> that's where it me, came from. Yeah. <laughs> so she used to call me Stinker Pot. Uh, so she'd be like, I'm so proud of you, Stinker Pot. Like, I knew you would do it. I'm so glad that you're. You know, stay in the course. I know it's not easy, uh, but I'm proud of you, and I love you so much. You know, my mom was one of those people who, when she came up to stay with me when I was in Kentucky, she was not leaving. She didn't want to leave. She didn't want to go home. But, you know, when she did, she was like, oh, I'm going to leave. She, she would come back. But, uh, you know, I think if my mom was still here, she'd be living with me by now. Yeah. And whether I was in an apartment, in a house, she'd be living with me right now. So. That's so cool, man. Well, man, I have no doubt that your mom's with you, man. She's with you right now. She's with you every time you step on that field. And you've been able to get on this field, man, and able to show what you're capable of. That's rare yep. for a sixth-round pick. Mm -hmm. Not every sixth-round pick see minutes they rookie year. Yep. Not many sixth-round picks make the team. Mm -hmm. How good is it to be where you are at right now at this point in time, being on this team, living out your dream, man? How good are you feeling? Man, honestly, I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Especially – like you said, the position that I'm in, like not a lot of six round picks see the field. Yeah. And I'm blessed to even, you know, have some carries at this point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh first game of the season, first third down I got in. I was shocked. I'm like, you, you calling me? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm ex I'm extremely blessed. Um, you know, it's it's tough right now. Uh, you know, they say you hit your rookie wall. I won't lie, man. <laughs> you there? You there? That's yeah, real. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I, it's tough, but you know, you know, you stay the course. You got vets that you talk to. Like, I talked to you know DG, who's been doing it for a minute. Jay Will, uh, Antonio, and you know, I know this B Rob second year, but you know, I talk to them when when I feel like, man, like it's it's hard. Yeah, and they like, dog, like it's only year one. You just get started. Yeah, it's only year one. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they give me tips on how to take care of my body and stuff. So, yeah. um, still getting into the midst of that. But um, they say it's an investment, but it's a great one. It is. It's, it should be the first one that you, you 
best in. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been tough, but... <laughs> Man, it's going. It's I going. can see the weight on you still like, man. man, I know the season's ended, man. And, man, we appreciate your time so much. I just yes, have sir. one more thing for you, man. That's your ISO cam right there. Yes, sir. But those that aren't familiar with who Chris Rodriguez is, looking at that camera right there, and let the Commanders family know who Chris Rodriguez is. Chris Rodriguez, man, really outgoing, funny, kind guy. If you get to meet him, love country music. I'm in the, you know what I'm saying, used to. I'm starting to get back into it, but. Really a quiet dude. Uh, if you ever see me out, you can say what's up to me. I ain't, I ain't one of the scary dudes. I ain't gonna, gonna blow you off. I'm, I love everybody. I'm normal, I, I'm just like everybody else. Yeah. Hey man, well you, you're definitely normal, but you're also special in that man. Thank you so much for sharing what you shared today, because I know that's not easy, man. Especially when it's talking about your parents and it's something that's so fresh and so new, man. So, you know, I hope you and your family are doing well, man. Prayers to all of them um, and your mother, man. She raised a great young man, and I have no doubt she's proud of you just like the rest of us. I'm proud of you to see you do your thing, man. Commanders family, this is the next Man Up podcast with no other than our running back, Chris Rodriguez. Chris, thank you for your time, brother. Thank you. Love Podcast, but we have a lot more for you on the Commanders Podcast Network. That's right, we have the Command Center Podcast with Logan Paulson, Fred Smoot, and Santana Moss. It's like hanging out with your best friends, but you're talking all Commanders football. Then we have the Players Club with legends London Fletcher and Santana Moss, and they sit with your favorite Commanders players, and they talk football in a way that only those who played the game could. Then, of course, we have the Get Loud Podcast with Mike Jenkins and Fred Smoot doing what they do best, getting loud. That show is a lot of fun, and then, of of course, we have the Next Man Up podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with another one of your favorite Commanders players. All that and more can be found on the Commanders Podcast Network, streaming wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch us on the Commanders YouTube page.